Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner 3 days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Be sure to give us a five star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. What is up, my friends? You're all very, very welcome along to tonight's stream. We have a lot to get through. We're going to be discussing the latest on the Fabinho situation, the Jordan Henderson situation. Of course, we will be having a little look at what is going on with Liverpool's bid for Romeo Lavia. What do we want to start off with tonight, my friends? I can give you updates, of course, on what's going on with Fabinho and Henderson. But I'm guessing a lot of you guys would like to uh, like to know what's happening with Romeo Lavia, right? And I've got a few takes on this, as I'm sure that you'll expect. So what has happened is Liverpool, according to David Ornstein and a couple of other sources, have opened with a £35 million bid with £2 million in add-ons, which was rejected by Southampton. Now, I can put your mind at ease a little bit, because I do believe Liverpool are looking to go back in there with a second bid. But my question is this, and I think it's a, it's a fair question. If Lavia was the one all along, what are we doing? Why are we waiting this long? Why are we denying Jurgen Klopp more time in the training pitch with him? And why are we nickel and diming? Get it done. If you want a player, go get him. No messing about, no dawdling, no waiting weeks. He's clearly one who Klopp wants. Get it done and get it done quickly. That's my point on this. It's weird. It's weird that we've waited all summer for a player that we spoke about at the very start of the summer. And this isn't because Lavia hasn't been convinced. Read any article you want. It will tell you the personal terms of the player. Not a problem whatsoever. So... All we're doing right now, in my humble opinion, is sitting around and inviting Chelsea or Arsenal or somebody else to come in and try and gazump us. And Manchester City are looking at this situation as well. Because remember, he was a Manchester City player. They sold him to Southampton and they have a buyback clause which kicks in next summer. But of course, they could also just match any offer that Liverpool put in. So I don't understand the thought process at our club. I really don't. If this was a player we hadn't spoken about before or a situation like Barella or we were waiting to see if somebody came onto the market, fair enough. But this has been consistent all summer. Lavia's price was set, what Southampton wanted, and Liverpool would have had their valuation. I don't for the life of me understand why the first bid is going in now on the 24th and 25th of July. It's mental. Uh, Craig ranted and what was this one? 
And we went in, you're on a Craig out. So you know what? There's a joke in our Discord group about that, mate, as well, about when I do have a little bit of a rant, sometimes an offer goes in, but that was just purely coincidental, of course. So Craig Lavie is a £20 million player. If I was Liverpool, I'd walk away, said Vincent Heath. Do you know what, mate? It's a fair point. Like, £50 million, it's easy for us to just go £50 million, pay the £50 million. And you do have to have some value in it. But I feel like we've not done either. We've not even we've not overpaid or we've not gone in early. We've just done the worst of everything and let the situation become more complicated. Let Southampton become more confident and as, as the window goes by that there's going to be more clubs interested. And I don't know what we're hanging around for. Look to the very start of the transfer window. All of us, myself included, were speaking about Thuram, Lavia, Kone and a few others. So we kind of had a fair idea where the targets were. Now, we were all thinking... If there's no offer gone in yet, maybe something's happening behind the scenes. Maybe the club are working on something that we aren't uh, privy to. But no, apparently not. So what the hell have we been doing? That's the question that I have to everybody. What the hell have Liverpool Football Club been doing over the past three, four weeks? It's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. And it's intentionally making the situation worse. I don't understand it. I don't know what Liverpool's ceiling is for Romeo Lavia. But I do agree with anybody who thinks anything over 40, 45 million is overpaying. I'm with you on that. But if he's the one that Klopp wants, get it done. I've said one thing consistently throughout this transfer window and many other transfer windows. I want who Jurgen Klopp wants. Jurgen Klopp clearly made a play for Lavia. Jurgen Klopp was clearly instructed the recruitment team that Lavia is the one. So what are we doing? Why are we still sitting here talking about bids for a player that we could have bid for and been a lot further along in this process four or five weeks ago? It, it just streaks of stupidity. Relax, Craig, at least we put a bid in. No, I can't relax, Kareems, because I've seen this situation play out before, my friend, and it's embarrassing. It, it is just embarrassing. You say show some positivity. I'm all for positivity, but I'm very confused. So I haven't come on ranting tonight. I don't think I've raised my voice yet. But I do feel like it's a bit weird. Uh, should have gone in a 50 million end of. Well, if we want them, Rob, we should have gone in with a number that we, we knew Southampton would take. So, you know, I, I would ever go in with a note. I'd never go straight in for the asking price in anything in life. Does nobody else think it's a bit odd that the player we've wanted since the start of the window, the first bid's only going in now when we're two weeks and four days or two weeks and five days away from the first game of the season with no DM? And it's not like the first game of the season is a nice handy one at home to, I don't know, pick a team that we usually be. It's a difficult one away at Stamford Bridge against a team with a revitalised squad, a new manager, and probably a good bit of positivity around the club at the minute. So, yeah, I um, I, I don't get it. I don't get why we, we've intentionally not given the manager the time of the training pitch so we can save, what, three, four, five million? Is that what we're at as a club? We're nickel and diamond so much. I don't get it. Lavia won't get a shirt at City. Uh, Arsenal are totally stocked up. So I do agree with you, James, that if I'm Lavia, I'm thinking, well, City sold me once. Um, they could have just loaned me out and brought me back. So I don't. I actually don't know what way to feel about the interest from Manchester City because I don't know how serious it is about them wanting to come back to get them. But I don't understand, again, why Liverpool are hanging around. Now, on Jordan Henderson, I'm sure you guys have probably seen this today on social media. Jordan Henderson has said his goodbyes to his Liverpool teammates. Um, we believe he's filmed his goodbye video as well in the uh, centre circle at Anfield. And it looks like... 
Jordan Henderson is is going to depart in the next 24-48 hours. So no concerns on that one. That will bring in £13 million for Klopp and Henderson will move on. The Fabinho situation, well, you don't need me to tell you that that's a little bit tricky at the minute. Plenty of journalists posting about the fact that Liverpool are, um, or excuse me, that the deal is in jeopardy. But nobody seems to know why. So it's nothing to do with the Bulldogs. It's nothing to do with the Frenchies. But we don't know why this deal, as has been reported, is in jeopardy. It's a weird one. Because at one point, David Ornstein said the deal's in jeopardy. And then he goes on to speak about the fact that all parties concerned still want the deal to happen. So I don't know if David Ornstein's been a little bit sensationalist here. But again, it's just weird. Is it going to happen or is it not going to happen? And by the way, I'm fine to keep Fabinho at this point. In fact, Fabinho and bringing in Lavia would probably help us. But uncertainty, again, is not our friend here. So I don't really, I don't know what to expect at the minute. I don't know what's what's happening here with Fabinho. Anybody got a take on this one? Fabinho comes to his senses. So it's weird because, like, usually if something's in jeopardy, you'd know the reason. It would be to do with wages. It would be to do with um, a clause in a contract or how the money's being paid or something like that. But there's been no indication of what the actual reason is for this potential hiccup in the Fabinho deal. So I'm at, I'm at a loss to figure that one out. Um, what I can say is, and again, I'm sure you guys have read this, Fabinho has acted impeccably, apparently, through all of this, been extremely respectful, uh, been very good towards the club, and that's lovely to hear, it really is. So I'm sure that that deal, if all parties concerned, wanted to happen, will happen. Uh, Craig, I'm with you. Very stupid start to the summer. Klopp said he wanted everybody, but, we are, uh, but here we are. So... Let me say, the people at the start of the stream who came in to say I was being negative, I'm 100% convinced that they're trolls. I'm 100% convinced that they um, that they just came in to have a pop tonight, no matter what I said. Because I wasn't ranting. Like, yesterday, I was ranting. Today, I was given an update, and people were calling me negative. I don't get that. But, again, people are free to make their own opinions, but mine aren't going to change. Maybe if Klopp... Uh, doesn't know who to get. We do know who to get. Like, Lavi has been somebody we've we've been linked to for quite a while. Uh, PIF focused on other deals, apparently. Yeah, we did We did discuss this internally in the Channel X Pulse. So, with the amount of deals that they are looking to get done this summer, it, it kind of makes sense that some of them are going to drag on. Like, if you look at it, this isn't like one club, let's say Liverpool or Manchester United or Arsenal, looking to get deals done. This is somebody who... Um, this is an outlet who have taken over four clubs and have a load of transfers going on for them as well as the other transfers. So understandably, yes, it could take a little bit of time. But from our perspective as the selling club, we need some certainty as well with regards to what is it definitely going to happen because, you know, time is uh, of the essence. Craig, you're bang on, mate. Same thing every season, leaving everything till the last minute. But the weird thing is, Clooney man, we're constantly told how much Klopp wants them in early to work with them on the training ground and how we've been planning for the transfer window for a really long time. But planning for the transfer window for a really long time doesn't lead into, yes, we got McAllister, that was being worked on. We were openly told that Sobitzlai, that deal, was when it presented itself as an opportunity, we moved quick. So that clearly wasn't in the long-term planning that we'd heard was happening. So what has the long-term planning been, is my question. How can you know that you need to rebuild this summer and approach it this slowly? It's very weird, because we always knew this wasn't going to be a summer where 
we're having to sell a load of players to buy a load of players. We weren't going to have to cash in on Mo. We weren't going to have to cash in on one of our centre-backs or anything like that. We knew that this was the buying summer, not really the selling summer. Now, yes, 100%, the stuff around Henderson and Fabinho could have come as a bit of a shock, particularly Jordan Henderson. But that still shouldn't, shouldn't change the plan. We all knew weeks ago. So I don't understand why we're not pushing ahead with it. Are Southampton getting too big for their boots? No, look, Southampton, to be fair, have been consistent in their valuation. They can hold out for whatever they want. If they feel like Liverpool aren't getting to the number, well, maybe Chelsea will get to the number. Right, what's the counter offer? There is going to be a second offer, so that much I can tell you. I don't know what it's going to be. Truly, I don't. And I've always been honest about that with you guys. I don't know the numbers Liverpool are going to put forward, but there will be a second offer. You know, guesstimations, I think we go up to the 40 and then maybe try to add on five or six. I don't know, in all honesty. Right, irrespective of who we sign, going into season three weeks away with a 20-year-old central defensive midfielder who's yet to train is worrisome. We're also handicapped with budget, and that comes from Gokul, who is another long-term viewer of the channel, mate. So thank you so much, Gokul, uh, for your super chat. And yeah, it doesn't make sense to me either. And I don't, is Lavi even 20 yet? I thought he was only turning 20 in the next week or two. But um, it's a risk in itself. So you'd probably want to counteract that with a second one. Look, I do think we move on this Lavia thing now and I think we'll get it done. But I just don't understand why we waited so long. Would 43 million for Lavia do it? Truly, James, I don't know. Like Southampton are saying 50, 50, 50. And of course, they're the selling club. They've every right to put a price on their player. Yeah, I would imagine that we're, we're, we're going to go in closer to the 50. But like the real question we have to ask here is, is he actually worth 50 million pound? The answer has to be no. Like we can talk about potential and we can talk about it long term. But if we're talking about on face value for what he's achieved in his career so far, He's not a £50 million footballer. He could very well become a £50 million footballer, but this is why the transfer market at the minute is so crazy. You used to pay for a player's experience. So if you were bringing somebody in 24, 25, 26, you would pay a premium for the experience. But now, as buying clubs, you're almost paying a premium for the experience, and then you're paying a premium for anything of a promising youth. So it's just getting more and more costly. Now, I'm not trying to defend the owners. I want them to get the finger out. But I still just can't get my head around the idea why Liverpool didn't go from the initial wanting the player to putting that bid in earlier and not allowing other clubs to potentially come into the mix. Because as I said to you guys the other day, West Ham, now it looks like they're going to look for McTominay uh, for maybe their DM or... Maybe other clubs will come back in. Chelsea are still working away in Caicedo, but they're also keeping an eye on Lavia. Manchester City, as I mentioned, keeping an eye on Lavia. So the longer it drags on, the more other clubs who are missing out on their targets might look to go in as well. So I'd like to see Liverpool go in and get this deal done very quickly now. And I hope it happens that way. Uh, Alex Cooper, thank you for the super chat, mate, said, if we don't sign two midfielders, then why loan Carvalho when he can play in midfield? So... I did read the transcript from Fabio Carvalho and his situation. And he said, basically, Liverpool don't play with a 10. Leipzig play with two 10s. And he feel he's going to feel more comfortable there. I don't see a way back for Carvalho at Liverpool based on the vibes of what's being said. You know, it feels like there's a little bit of snidiness, a little bit of an undertone there. So I, I really think we'll see Fabio Carvalho getting sold maybe to Orby Leipzig, maybe to somebody else by the end of next season. 
Uh, Danny said, we need two midfielders and a centre-back. Everything, Anything less will be a mistake. Yes, sir. Absolutely agree with you. I think most of the chat here will agree with you. It's been anything but the big rebuild that we were promised. I can't complain about the two signings we've made, nor do I want to. I love them. Brilliant signings. Very impressed with both of them. McAllister, I think, is going to be exceptional for us. It's just dragging on. It's dragging on and we're getting closer and closer. The boys are travelling over, obviously, for the games over in Singapore. That's going to be Leicester City on Monday, I think, or Sunday. And then on Wednesday, Bayern Munich. And then it's one more friendly pre-season game at Deepdale, at Preston's ground. And then it's time for the Premier League season. So, yeah, there's, um, there's not a whole lot of time left. What do you think of Andre from uh, Flamenco? So we were linked with him very quickly. Then we were very quickly told that that link wasn't true. But I won't lie, dude, when I looked at him, I was quite excited with what i seen, particularly with the style of football that they play and his impact in that number six role. And uh, I got really excited. Now, I don't know if it's just because, you know, you hear about Liverpool being linked to a Brazilian and you get excited about it. What's happening with Fabinho? No problem. Let me go over this one for your K games and welcome in, mate. Great to have you in. So you can find all of this, by the way, in the Anfield Agenda Twitter account where Connor is now back and uh, posting out regularly about the latest updates and stuff like that. So please do go over and check out our own uh, Anfield Agenda Twitter account. But Fabinho's proposed transfer uh, from Liverpool to Al Ittihad is in jeopardy, according to, again, David Ornstein. The 29-year-old midfielder was targeted in a £40 million package and all parties remain committed to getting the deal done, if possible. But nowhere does it say why. And that's what's confused me, Connor, uh, and other people I've spoken to. Like, if everybody wants that Fabinho deal done, and if the player's been, you know very respectful as has been reported over the whole thing that's great to hear why is it in jeopardy like yeah i, I don't get that like what's the reason what's the hold up it's not the dog Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. We've been clearly told that um, the fee is the fee. It's 40 million quid. So I don't know what's taken it so long or more importantly, what's putting it in jeopardy. Now, I wouldn't worry because if Fabinho doesn't come or doesn't move to uh, a had, you've still got the option of Bayern Munich or you've still got the option of keeping him at Liverpool, I guess. Do you think we'll pull out and not pay the 50? I'm kind of in agreement with the guy earlier on who said Southampton kind of have us over a barrel because I don't want us to pay the 50. I don't think at this point of his career he's worth the 50, but I don't know what the alternative is. So pay it. 
pay what it takes to get it done if he's the one Klopp wants. That, that's the, the way I'd look at it. Anything else, I feel like it's just strange. Uh, Alex Cooper, thank you for the super chat, mate. I bet the only one he spent is from sales. Oh, so I made a point last night, Alex. And, you know, again, people said I was being negative. But I said, right now, the way it's looking is we've spent 95 million. And I know that could go up higher with the add-ons. And we're about to recoup 53 plus the money for Nat Phillips, which is 60. And shock horror, the remaining amount there is the usual FSG transfer window amount, which is 35 or 40 million net. And that's not good enough for a rebuild. That's not good enough for the big summer. That's and again we've again we have to point out it's eight players out, two players in so far. And we were a squad last year that wasn't big enough. We we're a squad that didn't have the numbers and depth in midfield. We've not increased that depth. You can definitely say that we've increased um the possibility of getting more minutes from players because we've bringing in younger players and players weren't as injury prone. But we definitely haven't incre increased the squad depth there, whichever way you look at it. We have a global level CDM we don't want to spend. How do we get a world-class CDM? Fabinho, it's hard to give a judgment on Fabinho's ability at the minute because we had a mixed season of him last year. Finished the season quite strongly, but a really difficult point where he looked like he was running in sticky toffee pudding. Can I be really frank about it? I wouldn't mind a situation where that deal does collapse and Fabinho stays and Lavia is signed. I feel way more comfortable going into the season knowing we had an experienced number six, albeit one that maybe will not be as good as he was, and the youngster who, of course, can work with him, learn from him. That would be a scenario I'd be happy with, but I don't think the club would be happy with potentially losing that £40 million. We've been through these windows before where benefit of the doubt was given. It drags on. Excuses get made, promises get made for next time, rinse and repeat. We cannot, as fans, allow that to happen this summer. We need to be vocal, we need to put the pressure on, we need to be on social media saying, John W. Henry, where's the money, John? Where's the money? Klopp needs it, the club needs to strengthen. We don't want another season in the Europa League. We don't want to be uncompetitive. We want to be at it from the start of the season. We need to get off to a good start. We need to start acting like a big club. What's your honest predictions for this season if we get Lavia and a centre-back? Top three. Yeah, top three, but probably not within striking distance of a title challenge. Like, here's how I look at the upcoming season. I see a Manchester City team without Kevin De Bruyne, also with an ageing Kevin De Bruyne, who are losing some of their players themselves, who have had a very long, busy, successful season last season, so could potentially have a hangover from that and may make a slow start. I look at Arsenal and I see a club that were unhappy to finish second and have kicked on and want to make sure that they can continue to progress. I see a Manchester United that are strengthening. So yeah, it's worrying because once again... We're nickel and diming. Um, screw the process. I want trophies. Yeah, see, the, this belief in the process thing, um, that would make me suggest that there's a process. I don't think that there's a process. So that's what, like, what process am I believing in? That's, that's my answer to you guys who want to say believe in the process. What's the process? Because we've seen the process play out in previous windows. And the process has been that there was no process and that we were still frustrated at the end of the window and we ended up with Arthur Mello. 
I don't want another season where we end up with an Arthur Mello type. I want a season where Liverpool are back to potentially winning trophies because we've got three years left of a once in a generation manager and we need to uh, we need to make use of him. And I want to win. I want Liverpool to win. So I'm going to keep moaning at the owners. I'm going to keep putting pressure at the owners. And anybody who doesn't like it, watch somewhere else if you don't enjoy what I'm saying. I don't care. I'm me. I'm not changing. My belief systems are my belief systems. And um, I'm happy to debate and can talk about anything. But this is uh, this is how I feel about our ownership group. And I felt this way for a long time. So, you know, I think I think as Liverpool fans, we're too patient, if that makes sense. Uh, I disagree with you about FSG, but it's your opinion. No, I respect that, mate. And I respect the way you've posted that. That's absolutely no problem, sir. You are... You know, I'm always up to, to hear dissenting voices, and especially, as you've so kindly put it. Um, look, FSG are not the worst owners in the world, mate. You know, I've always tried to give them credit for the good stuff. The the new stands, bringing in Jurgen Klopp, the training ground. But you also have to think about this from the point of view of, it's also the really, you know, business savvy thing to do. You know, putting in the new stands will increase the value of the asset. It's a win-win, and it's not going to come out of their pocket in the long term. The club will repay it with the extra revenue. So the good stuff usually has a reason behind it, and that reason isn't the goodness of the heart or an affinity or a love for Liverpool Football Club. It's cold, hard business decisions, and on those decisions, I'm with you. On the other things, I'm not. On the way that we are afraid to take on any debt to buy players, I'm, I'm against FSG on that. Uh, Callum Spence said, love the content, keep it up. So frustrating, there's no FSGO protesting like the Manx have with the Glazers. What do you think? We are not, oh, I don't mean to anger you on this one, but we're a long way from the nonsense that the Glazers have done. We're not even in the same ballpark for me. So, and that I think is the problem in itself, Callum is that there are still people that looks at the good things that FSG have done, that look at the trophies that have been won. And you have to you have to bring that into the conversation, to be fair. But I think that they've milked this too long. And I think that they've sat on their hands now and that they haven't pushed on and that they don't show a real desire to win. That's my take on it. I just don't think they show a desire to win. I think they just show a desire to increase their, their assets value. Um, and if you can win on top of that, that's a bonus for them. But I don't see that being the very first thing that they want. You know, I, I want I want Liverpool to win, not compete. I want us to win. And I want our owners to do everything possible to make that happen. Now, of course, I don't want Liverpool put into crazy amounts of debt that could see us in trouble. But if plan A isn't working, you know, change the plan a little bit. They're worried about getting more Cowboys again in as owners. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Totally understand that, Kingsman now. Um, but that can't be the excuse all the time, you know? They do have to be called out. When do you think FSG will sell Liverpool? So, Alex, my take on that's always been, I think that they're so scared that there's still profit to be rinsed out of Premier League ownership. And there's projections that there's going to be 6 or 7% growth over the next few years on marketability of football clubs and growth from that regard so i don't see them selling anytime soon and as john w henry himself has said 
what have we sold over the past 10 years or 15 years as a business? They add to their portfolios. They don't look to, to sell off assets. So what I think is going to happen is at some point we'll get this um, minority stake sold to somebody. And I'm throwing Liberty Media out there as an example because it's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. But we'll see somebody like Liberty Media come in who will be able to open up other revenue streams for Liverpool, um, which will again kick on and add to the value. And I feel FSG will sell when they're at the peak, when they feel like football is about to burst, the bubble's going to burst, and the valuations are going to come down, I think they'll hang on right till the death, unfortunately. Uh, I thought that now the stand is done, they should move on. Why are they still here? Because there's still money to be made, a good chunk of money to be made. Like, if you look at FSG, they've basically been paid back for Liverpool at this point. When they sold 11% to uh, Redbird Capital of all of their investments, not just Liverpool, 12% or 11% of, of the portfolio, that basically gave them back the money for Liverpool Football Club that they paid to buy it. I think they got $500 million for that. And look, it wasn't just for Liverpool, it was for a little bit of the ownership of the Red Sox and so, but they certainly got their capital back. So right now, they're playing with, with, with free money nearly. Uh, Ryan Kemp, welcome in, buddy. Thank you for joining Anfield Agenda FC. Appreciate you. Uh, Andrew Webb, thank you very much. Said, FSG are all talk with no action. Yes, all fur coat and no knickers is a phrase that we often used to use. And I can't stress this part enough, guys. But remember, this isn't just a transfer window we're talking about where we're hoping to add one or two. This was a rebuild. This was a big summer. A summer we'd been promised for a season and a half. A summer we'd been told that we'd been leaving no stone unturned for. That we were going to be ruthless. That we were going to go in, we were going to act efficiently, and we were going to get it done. But we haven't so far. And as the windows go on, it becomes more and more, uh, more and more unlikely that we will see what we were told was going to happen. The only way FSG goes if Klopp really is the hitman. So another thing that annoys me about FSG is that we're uh, we're running out of time with Kloppo. We're three years left, and that's it. He's gone then. It's very unlikely Klopp's going to extend again because, you know, he needs a break for his own well-being and health. Um, So I'd be so angry at FSG if they don't back the manager and give him the chance to really build this second side because that's how you judge the great managers, right? Your Sir Alex Ferguson, Gerarsson, Wenger's the building of the second sides and Klopp has a lot of the, the building blocks for this second team. Our forward line is tremendous. Like we, we don't need to do one there defensively. Yes, of course we need to add a center back or two. You can talk about a full back addition as well in the future, but midfield eight players we've let leave the club with two in whatever way you dress that up. It doesn't give you the squad depth you need. Would you say that Liverpool could get a deal done for Lavi at around 40, 45 million? Yeah, well, common sense would say yes, wouldn't it? Exotic Alpha, you know, the selling club won 50. We've gone in with 35 plus two and add-ons, 37. You know, looking at it objectively, you'd say there's a deal to be done somewhere here. You know, we're not a million miles apart. It's not like Liverpool went in with 20 and Southampton won 50. You know, we're in that range where you'd say it's possible. It's it's likely that we can find common ground now there could be a little sweetener to be done here as well and I'm, I'm only spitballing here but you know a tyler morton in there as a replacement for southampton or a young liverpool player to go in there maybe 
and maybe Kwanzaa as an example. You know, maybe that'll be the difference, something like that. Fabinho staying ain't a bad thing. I don't think he does stay, in all honesty, Maddie. I think, you know, I think whether this gets resolved or whether he goes to Bayern, I do think he moves. I'm not against them staying, as you've said. If you brought in a Lavia and had a Fabinho, I'd feel a lot more comfortable because we'd still have that bit of experience going into the season. Like, even if we get an agreement for Lavia and we sign him tomorrow, let's say, I have questions of, is that enough for us to go into the season with, experience-wise? Craig, could we copy Man City by having Trent playing the John Stones role or would that be too complicated for Trent? What Trent's doing now is quite good, the King, isn't it? You know, we're getting the best of both worlds here. We're getting Trent being able to be in right back when we're in defensive positions or at least to drop back in to play centrally and maybe Canada goes over to the right side when we're defending. And then when we're in transition, very quickly goes into the centre. Now, what impressed me has been Connor Bradley. And I don't know if we've, we've spoken about Connor Bradley enough. I've been really impressed with the young man. You know, I've seen two halves of football from him and two halves of football from Costa Simicus doing the same things. Connor Bradley filling in at right back into the second number six role and then Costas in the second half filling in from left back into the number six role. And I know which one was better. It was 100% the youngster, the 20-year-old, inexperienced right back was far better. So... I don't know what we do with Bradley because he deserves to play, but I think he's been brilliant. I do. I really think Connor Bradley has been very, very good. What are your thoughts on Sadio Mane to Al Nasir? So I've got two thoughts on it. One of them is it hasn't worked for him in Germany. Don't know the reason. Don't know if it's down to him. Don't know if it's down to Bayern. Don't know. So from that perspective, when you've got the wage that he has at Bayern Munich, and you want to keep that wage. There's a very limited amount of clubs that would be able to come in for you at this point in your career and pay the money you're on. So Saudi as an option makes sense from that regard. But there's also the shithouse in me that remembers his agent speaking about him going to a club where he's going to be loved. Remember that when he was leaving Liverpool? How's that worked out? Grass isn't always green, bud. You know, at Liverpool, you were loved. You might not feel you were loved enough. You might feel you played second fiddle to Mo at times, but we loved you a lot more than you've been getting at Bayern. So I think it's just another example of players appreciating sometimes what they have and not trying to have little slide digs on the way out. Do you rate Decore? Yes, very much so. But I have looked into him a lot more over the past week. And if you asked me that question a month ago, my answer probably would have been, don't know much about him. Yes, he's been very good since his move from Lawns and I'd pay it because you're getting somebody you can drop straight in, you know. If the club have gotten to Lavia's valuation in their own heads and they don't want to go higher, then I'd have no problem with them putting that extra 10 or 15 million to get somebody who could come in and play from tomorrow, right now, drop them in, experience in the Premier League. Yeah, so for me, yes, I do rate them and yes, I would be happy if Liverpool bought them. I'm going to leave this ad up as I say my goodbyes. If you would like to come and see us in the Sugar Club in Dublin, you can still get your tickets, of course, because, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and there's the link in the chat if you want to come. It's an over-18s event. I did see somebody asking what age you had to be. You have to be 18 years or over. That's the venue's decision, not mine. No bad language, is there? And the live show, oh, God, yes, loads of it. I'm, I'm trying to break the record for the venue swearing in one night, mate. I'm not even joking. <laughs> Uh, so look, I'll see you guys tomorrow. 
same time same place hopefully we've got more updates for you appreciate the shit out of you all as always much love to you your families i hope you're all well hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.